What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the DE Podcast. Me and Akermers are here as always, and today we will be discussing the preparations for the NBA season. Um, we have plenty of um, things to talk about. We have Kyrie Irving, we have Ben Simmons, um, and we just have our overall opinions on the teams going into next season. Um, so I think we're just going to get right into it. Um, so I'll ask the first question. So Akermers, so are the Nets the title favorites now, um, especially after Kyrie Irving um, with a situation where he's unvaccinated and the NBA made a rule that if you're not vaccinated, then you can't play home games. So that means he'll technically be missing out on half of his salary and on just half of, half of the, half, technically half of the games just because of a vaccine shot. Yeah, so obviously, if you're from New York or Los or California, you have to be vaccinated to play an NBA game. So obviously, Brooklyn is in New York, and so Kyrie is not going to be able to play those games. So after that, that Kyrie is going to miss half their games. He's not going to play for 41 games this season. I don't think that they're the champion favorites anymore, the title favorites. And it's simply because, like, you think about the rest of the NBA and how many other big threes there are. And you, you kind of need a big three to compete for a championship. Obviously, last season was a little bit different. But when you're completely healthy, big threes are literally the way to go. So them losing Kyrie essentially for half their game this season. And in the playoffs, if they have home court advantage, Kyrie's going to miss four games. And he's only going to be able to play three in a best of seven series, which is really, really bad. So... Even though KD and Harden are going to be a great duo, I don't think that they have the big three that the Lakers, the Bucks, the Warriors have. And so they're not the championship favorites anymore. I don't even think they'll get past the Bucks if they play them this year. I mean, for me, I kind of disagree. I think that the Nets are still title favorites. I mean, when you kind of think about James Harden and Kevin Durant, like they're still a really powerful duo. But like last season, I was thinking about it. Like in comparison to this season, last season they didn't really have a point guard. Like any anybody, like they had Joe Harris, but I mean, Joe well, Kyrie's Harris. a point guard. Yeah, yeah, but Joe Harris is Joe Harris. But this year, you know, obviously in the off season they got Patrick Mills. They got you know just a few few other guards or a couple guards. Um, so I think if Kyrie Irving is absent, obviously Patty Mills will probably start the game. Um, honestly, he played really well in the Olympics. So I, if he would like make a pretty good breakthrough, um, I think honestly the Nets would be would be standing where they are right now. Maybe a little bit lower. Obviously, I'm not going to say he's as good as Kyrie Irving or anything like that. But I still think that they would be at like the same place. And I think that they could get past the Bucks. I mean, last season Kevin Durant just had to wear one shoe size less <laughs> than they would have won. Yeah. It. But um, yeah, I think. I think they're still where they are. I think they still – they're definitely making playoffs, I think. Um, I think well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's but, pretty obvious. But um, I think in terms of title contention, they're still there. I mean, I w- if they don't make the finals, yeah, I, I don't think anybody would be surprised. But if Kyrie Irving, you know, doesn't change his mi- – or, uh, excuse me, if he changes his mind, then I think that, you know, the Nets will um, obviously go to the finals – unless there's some injuries going on, and then it'll be like last season. Um, well, to kind of – before we go to the next question, I also want to ask this. Like, 
don't you think that the chemistry of the Nets is going to be hurt by Kyrie and his whole situation? Like, he's going to be there for some games, but he's not going to be there for others. And it's just going to be weird because they're going to be going back and forth between, oh, we have Kyrie this game. That's an extra 25 points per game. Now we don't have Kyrie, so we got to fill that role with Patrick, Patty Mills. You know, it's going to be weird, right? Yeah, I mean, Patrick Mills, well, Patty Mills will <laughs> also get more minutes with Kyrie Irving not being there. So, I mean, I... I, I do see your point with the chemistry being changed. I think it will be changed, but um, we'll just have to see if it will make a big impact or not. Because I believe their first game is at home versus Milwaukee. Or is it, is it a home on the road? I think. Uh, but, um, yeah. Oh, no, it's on the road. So yeah, Kyrie can play. So, if he Kyrie will, to. so they could start off with a winning record. So, uh, <laughs> But, yeah, that's what I think about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess let's move on to the next question, which is, you know, also about Kyrie. Do you think that sometime in the season that, you know, maybe he'll change his opinion? Maybe he's like, you know, maybe just getting the shot isn't that big of a deal. I want to play for the the Nets. I want to get that championship ring. I want to beat LeBron in the finals. (laughs) Or do you think, no, he's just going to be like, this entire season is never going to change his mind? I mean, honestly, overall, I think no. Um, but on, I don't think the Nets are going to trade him because Kevin Durant obviously needs him. And I, at least he's playing road games, you know. So, technically, they could still have a 50-50 record if Kyrie Irving's on the road because obviously they're going to win games at home um, and they're going to win games on the road, especially with Kyrie being there. Um, so And Kyrie Irving's going to get a lot of rest. So, if the Nets are having like this stretch of home games, Kyrie Irving will be back healthy and everything. Um, That's true, yeah, because last season, obviously, the Nets only played eight games together in the regular season with Harden, Kyrie, and KD. And in the playoffs, obviously, they had more injuries. So that is a good point that, if hey, they might be healthier this year just because of the Kyrie situation, Yeah, even if he's not, like, you know, playing at all. So if, like, James Harden gets injured, at least they have Kyrie. So it would be, like, Kyrie, Patty Mills, Kevin Durant, Blake Griffin. Um, in their center. I forgot who it was. I think it's somebody good. I forgot. But um, but what about you? I mean, obviously, now the Nets also, the news came out that the Nets won't offer him, him an extension anymore. So he might not, he's going to be here. I think I don't think the Nets will trade him, just like you said. He's probably going to be here until the end of his contract. But after that, I think the Nets just want to move on from him. And something that kind of backs that up is apparently – when they traded for James Harden, the reason they saw Harden as completely necessary to their team because they weren't sure if Kyrie would actually be loyal and stay in the long run, that he's kind of unpredictable. So they thought, you know, if Kyrie does go, we do need someone else. And if he stays, yeah, then we'll have a big three. So either way, it's like a win-win. So that's actually one of the main reasons they traded for Harden, which is kind of crazy if you think about it. Yeah, I don't think Kyrie will want to leave, even though he's not allowed to play home games. I mean, there hasn't there's there hasn't been like a situation where Kyrie Irving stopped t- talking to the Nets, like Ben Simmons. Like we'll we'll talk about him later, but like Kyrie Irving stops talking to the Nets organization because they're not allowing him to play home games because of the vaccine. Now, like he's totally chill with it. Like I saw a couple of videos. He was at the Nets practice like last week in one of the parks in in Brooklyn, and he was having fun out there. So I think everybody's everybody's like happy. Um, just, just get like a shot in your arm, and you'll be fine. Like I can, I can tell you, it's, it's it doesn't hurt. It's, yeah, it's not gonna kill you. Um, 
But um, I think we can move on to the next question. So the Warriors, obviously this is not too recent, like about probably a month ago. The Warriors got a save with Andrew Wiggins. Not well, He actually got the vaccine. And like you just said, um, New York and California are the two um, states that don't allow players to play home games without being vaccinated. So he didn't get the vaccine. Um, and their season actually looks better than what people anticipated. So how do you think the Warriors are going to do overall in the season? Obviously right now, um, they have about their same lineup as last year, plus Andre Godawa instead of um, Kelly Uber Jr. Um, they still have James Wiseman, Steph Curry, Andrew Wiggins, Jamon Green, and they're supposed to get Clay Thompson by Christmas. Um, so what do you think about – how do you think they're going to do overall in the entire season? Well, I think they'll be a top four to five seed, at least assuming that Clay comes back healthy and he's just the Clay Thompson from 2019 because that team – We've seen the Warriors, Steph, Clay, and Draymond are amazing. They won a championship together. They still they lost. Have, they, still uh, lost the Ra- they still lost the Raptors. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> here's, here's the thing about that. There's, a, there's this guy. He, his, he has a lot of nicknames, like the Slim Reaper, KD. You know, I heard he didn't play in the finals. So <laughs> He did play in the finals. He played game five. How many minutes? How many minutes in Game Five did he play? Like, give me under under ten, under fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah, still- I mean, I we 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 all I mean, guess the rap respect to the Raptors, but Katie would have definitely taken over and allowed allowed yeah. them to win that series. But that's not that's not what we're talking about. We're talking yeah. about the twenty nineteen, actually the twenty twenty two Warriors. Yeah. So, I think they'll be good because obviously Clay Steph. Draymond, you know what we're going to get for them. Steph had a great year last year. I think he's not going to get any worse. Uh, Clay should be good again. Draymond, that's, you know, his solid. He's going to give you seven points per game, but he's also going to give you that all-NBA defense. And Andrew Wiggins, great pickup, I think, from last year. He had a really good season last year, offensively and defensively. And if he just continues to do what he did last year, that would be good. But the main thing for the Warriors, once again, is their bench. Is their bench going to be – what it needs to be and honestly i think it is going to be what it needs to be for but, them um, to be good yeah like for my opinion like especially when Clay comes back like what you said they're gonna have a really good season and i think that steph draymond and wiggins need to like carry the team and team up together and go get a good good start good first half of the season before Clay returns um and i think obviously steph curry overwhelmed himself last year he played so well so i think if you have Steph Curry having his performance last year, plus Clay's performances, uh, in addition to what they have, it's obviously going to be much better. Um, but, I mean, in terms of their bench, I'm looking at the roster. Like They have Nemanja Velka. They have, um, well, obviously, Steph, Draymond. Andre Goddard, they just got. Um, that was a good signing. That was a really yeah, good signing. Yeah, great signing. I think he will probably be on the starting lineup this year. I'm I, I'm kind. I'm not really. I'm not sure about it de- that. It depends if they want to start Wiseman. I don't know right. if, what they'll it, do. So they still have Wiseman. Um, they're rookie. They have Otto Porter Jr., which is a really good signing. He played well in Chicago. Um, they got Juan Toscano, who played well last year. Got some good points off the bench. They have their draft pick, Jonathan Kuminga. Um, he didn't play that bad in the in the, in the um, summer league, so hopefully he'll transfer that. They have Jordan Poole. They. Kavon Looney, Damian Lee. So they have like some of the some of the guys from last year. Um, so I mean, they, they're a pretty balanced team. Um, it's good that they still have Steph, Draymond, and Clay, and everybody. 
Um, and it's good, like in the last two years, they got Wiggins, Wiseman, Otto Porter, you know, they got a lot of good guys. Um, so um, they're, they're, their season's looking really bright right now. Yeah, and I, I mean, if everything really clicks well and they start, they play really well, then they could, they could be like a really serious championship contender because, I mean, this team isn't a joke. I mean, I just looked over it again. I mean, they have, they have their good, they have their base, the Splash Bros, Draymond. But they also have everybody else. Like Andrew Wiggins, great player. Otto Porter Jr. is very solid forward. Jonathan Kuminga looks like he's going to be good. Kevon Looney was a good backup center always. Uh, Jordan Poole had a breakout preseason where he averaged almost 27 points per game, which is just crazy. I mean, this team looks looks really good on paper. We never we don't know what's going to happen in the season, but it does not look bad at all. And I think they're definitely going to be up there competing. And I wouldn't be surprised if they make the conference finals or even the finals because suddenly halfway through the year, Clay comes back and they're just having an amazing season again. Because think about it. The Lakers have their retirement home. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not lying. But um, the, the Suns, okay, the Suns are the Suns. They're, they're good. I think Warriors versus Suns would be a really good series. Yeah, that would be nice. Especially with Clay, that with Clay, that would be a legendary series. But anyways, um, but yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of good teams. We're gonna get we're gonna get to that actually slightly later. But our next thing is we're gonna look at the opening night. We have Bucks versus Nets. Bucks are hosting, and Warriors versus Lakers. And so, Daniel, what are your thoughts on these two games? I think they're I think it's gonna be very interesting. I'm really mad because the Raptors didn't play. Well, the Raptors aren't that good. <laughs> Listen, they should, like, respect Scotty Barnes, get the opening night game in Toronto, <laughs> first game in Toronto since 2019 – or 2020, excuse me. So, But, no, but in, in all seriousness, like, great games. Um, obviously, the Bucks earned their spot because of their championship. The Lakers and the Nets are – the Lakers and the Nets, so obviously they get, they got to spot the Warriors with Steph Curry. I mean, I think it's gonna be good, and the NBA made the right decision. I was kind of thinking like that the Suns would be there instead of the Warriors, but I mean, it is Steph first for bronze, so I'm not complaining, and it is a really good opening night game. Um, so I mean, with the Suns and all, if the Suns would have won, then I think that they should have it, but they got the finals like a really good season overall. Not not gonna lie about that. But you know, nothing can stop top Steph first LeBron in opening night. Yeah, I, I agree. It's just great games. You got all the big names. Giannis, KD, Steph, LeBron, AD also, Harden. I mean, it's just a star power. That's what the NBA wants for opening night. So I think they they, they brought the star power, which is just perfect. The Suns are great, but it's like yeah, we want we want Steph Curry and LeBron James. Yeah. So I definitely think that's a, those that was a better decision, as you said. Um, yeah, so I think we can move on to the next question. So now that all of like the you know the deals have been finalized, like during the summer when we made the podcast, we discussed the brand new deals. We do have one more deal. We'll talk about that later. But like, what, who do you think are the favorites in both conferences? Uh, I think it's the Lakers and Nets. It's pretty self-explanatory. Um, I, we've already kind of went over why they are 
They have a lot of star power. Their benches are pretty solid, even though the Lakers do have a retirement home. But I think, I think it's going to be pretty good. And then I will say one thing that kind of is new. In the past two months, the Lakers and Nets aren't, like, confirmed. They're not 100% favorites in each conference anymore. I think it's more like 70%, if not lower. Because obviously the Kyrie situation that we just already talked about. And then for the Lakers, I mean, so far in their preseason, they had had pretty some good games. 80s had some deep. But Westbrook has been like the turnover machine while also not scoring that well. So it's just like we have to see how well that big three adjusts together. And so far it hasn't been that great. So I think that there are some sneaky – Sneaky teams that could overthrow the Lakers and the Nets. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's yeah. But um, um, I mean, for me, I still think the Nets because, um, you know, even though Kyrie's not there, they have KD. Like like I said before, they got Patty Mills, but um. I think obviously the Bucks since they're the defending champs, and I I actually think like the Bucks, Heat, and Knicks are kind of in that mix in the Eastern Conference because I feel like at least one of those teams is going to make a breakthrough in the league, and they're going to go and you know do something. I feel like they're going one one of those teams will like make it to second round, have a really close series with one of the best teams, or make the conference final, something like that. Um, I think one of those teams. And then for the West, Lakers, obviously, just because um, I think Warriors, Suns, probably Jazz. and I, I mean, I put Nuggets there. Um, but now that I'm kind of thinking about it, like Jamal Murray is going to be back and all, but I'm, I'm still kind of – I'm not really sure. Yeah, definitely. It's It's – Jamal Murray is kind of the wild card for the Nuggets. If he comes back and he's like what he was doing in the bubble, the Nuggets kind of really boost themselves up in the standings because they have Jokic, who's the reigning MVP, plus Bubble Murray. That'd be absolutely crazy. And Michael Porter Jr. So the Nuggets are kind of like the dark horse. I think the number one and two are still going to be the Lakers and the Warriors if the Warriors play well. But the Nuggets Nuggets and Suns can definitely come up there. So moving on. We have the situation of the summer, which just keeps on getting weirder and weirder. Mr. Ben Simmons of the Philadelphia 76ers. He still hasn't been traded, so it's looking like he might actually be forced to play with the Sixers. So, Daniel, do you think he's going to be out or he'll suit up and start hopefully shooting some threes? Well, I mean... I saw an Instagram post. I, I completely forgot who posted it, but they said that, like, Ben Simmons is most likely coming back to Philadelphia. It's just something that if he's coming back or something like that. I don't know if it was real or not, but I was surprised that he didn't want to be there. I thought that it would be the other way around where he wanted an opportunity to come back, but the organization didn't want him to come back because of his performance. Um, but I think that um, – now that the team and Doc Rivers, they want him back, then he can go there and hopefully improve. Um, and I think it would, it would be good for him to stay. But again, if you go to a new team, new environment, and just start from, from um, block one again, I think it would be good for him as well. 
Yeah, so actually, yesterday, Ben Simmons, he attended his first practice with the Sixers, which is, I, I'm guessing that practice must have been so awkward. <laughs> like, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, Danny Green, they're all there, and then Ben Simmons just shows up after not talking to them for two months. Like, that must have been so awkward. But he had that practice and then he actually left before the media even came which makes sense because I don't think he wants to talk to reporters about his whole situation and I think he's going to be forced to suit up for the Sixers just because he has no other options like he had the whole offseason he didn't get traded at all and he's sitting out just just losing money for him which is, is not worth it at all why not just play and get your trade value up and then get traded anyway I think that's far better a far better option if you really don't want to play on a championship contending team. But anyways, um, I think that even if he plays, the Sixers just aren't going to be as good this year as last year, just because it's good. The chemistry is just going to be so broken, especially since he's their, he's their point guard. He's, he, it's not like he was just no, nobody. He was bringing the ball up the court most of the time for the Sixers. Obviously, he wasn't shooting it or anything, but he, he did bring it up. And it's going to be like Harden before he got traded from the Rockets or like Jimmy Butler when he was with the Timberwolves and he was yelling. It's going to be a mess. Yeah. But, yeah, going on. um, So a couple of days ago, Andrew Ball was signed with the Hornets, but only for about like 19 hours. And then they waived him. So, I guess, what are your thoughts on that? I didn't even know they waived him. I saw the, I saw the report. It said, oh, Leandro Ball has been signed by the Hornets. And I was like, let's go. He finally made it. He's going to be on the roster. I'm so happy. At least he gets some chance to play. Because even though there's a lot of Leandro Ball hate, I actually like him. He's very hardworking. He does a lot of things right. And even though he didn't get drafted, he's, he's just been working for the past two years to secure a deal. So, I was so happy. And then... As we're writing the plan for this, I, you you basically showed me that he's not he's not on the team anymore, which is just so sad. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was a really smart move coming from the Hornets because, as many of you saw, I bullied one of my friends in school for, about this, but they got destroyed by the Mavericks by sixty-eight, <laughs> <laughs> and the backcourt did absolutely terrible. Like Lamelo Ball got four points, Miles Bridges got zero points. And scary Terry isn't so scary anymore. Um, but I you're think, supposed to be a Hornets fan. You can't trash the team. But I'm not a Hornets fan. But um, I think that they could bring in another young guy, Angel, and they can give themselves a sharp shooter and a hard worker. And I think that they could, they could not just pass up on the opportunity. I mean, I was like, finally they signed him. And then a day later, I just saw that they waved him. I'm like, no, like, that's not right. Yeah, it's just like, I mean, come on. He's the Brother of your star player. I mean, if you want LaMelo to have more reasons to stay in Charlotte, which is literally not even that good a franchise, at least at least keep his brother on for a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, but actually, one thing. So, apparently, the, the, the Hornets may sign Leangelo later in the season to a G League contract. Which I think if they do that, then that'll be good. Like if it's on a two-way deal where sometimes he's in the NBA, sometimes he's in the G League, that could be a pretty good deal yeah. to help him develop. 
Yeah. I mean, I don't really know anybody in the G League, but um, no, but I think it would be good for him. Yeah, definitely. So, speaking of rookies and people who are kind of new, um, the Pistons and Rockets, do you think that they're going to be better this year with, obviously, Cade Cunningham and Jalen Green back as their new stars, essentially? Because John Wall, obviously, obviously the ref of the Rockets, and the Pistons basically traded every young player that they have. <laughs> so... It's really, it's really like a new slate for both teams. Yeah, I mean, I think that both teams will definitely improve their backcourts with the additions of, you know, Cunningham and Green. I'm still negotiating on the fact if they will make the playoffs, um, but I think we'll just have to see how both teams start their season off. Yeah, I think, I think obviously Green and Cunningham are both going to be very good because Cade Cunningham, he averaged 19 points. Five, uh, 5.7 rebounds, 1.7 steals, shot about slightly over 40, 43%, which is good. But he also shot 40% from three in college, so that's definitely going to be great for the NBA. And he hit 50% of his threes in the summer league, which is just insane. So I think he's going to be, he's going to be pretty good this year. He's just going to continue to do what he's done. He's going to have an NBA team that's probably not going to be good at all. They're definitely not going to make the playoffs, but it's like a good, good learning experience. And then for Jalen Green, he had over 20 points per game in the summer league, shooting on 51% from the field, 52% from three, and 90% from the free throw line, which is just crazy. A 50-50-90 summer league season. So he's also going to be phenomenal for the Rockets. They have Christian Wood coming back. Kevin Porter Jr. They're just another young team that's going to develop. They have they have no shot making it even to the tenth seed, I think, in the in the West because the West is just insane. But they're going to be pretty good. Like Jalen Green is going to be good this year. Yeah. So moving on. Um, so how would the Raptors do with their mostly like they got a brand new team this offseason? They have Van Vliet, Siakam, and um, an Anobi and a couple other guys from last season, but. They got a lot of new guys. They got Sam Decker, Svimo Unchuk, um, Goran Dragic, who may be their new leader in a way. Um, Precious Achoa, a dominant center. So what do you think about that team? Do you think they're going to do well, or do terrible? or you know? The Raptors aren't going to make the playoffs. Yeah, they will. I don't even think they'll make the play again. Well, what? I said I had many more doubts. Like, I had... Like, I had so many more doubts in the offseason when Scotty Barton got drafted with Jalen Suggs, and I watched a few of the Raptors' preseason games. And even though it is preseason, like, they're looking like a young and confident team, mainly with the veteran leadership of Goran Dragic and Pascal Siakam. So I don't think that the Raptors have, like, a true star player right now. But if everybody helps each other out, and they're really young, so not too experienced, but I think then it'll be a great season for them. I'm not saying they're going to be, like, number two in the East. That would be, like, a unicorn. Um, I think that they could make the play-in. Um, and when I said I make the playoffs, I meant, like, make the play-in and then make the play not, like, six, top six seeds. I thought just make the play-in. Um, and in terms of a championship, there's no chance. But I, I, can't, see, I can't see why they won't make the playoffs. Um, because, okay, let's think. The Bucks, Nets, Sixers, Heat, Celtics, Pacers, 
Who? The Pacers? Are the Pacers better than Raptors? Uh, they're probably at the same level. Same. But the Hawks, the Hawks, they're better. Okay. okay the okay. Bulls will be better. Um, who else? I couldn't think. The Hornets? Maybe? No. Maybe? No. <laughs> okay, maybe not the Hornets. Um, what's the Wizards? No, the Wizards definitely. Kyle Kuzma is getting crossed up He's every single day. He's already embarrassing himself in the NBA. It's preseason. <laughs> not, not the Wizards, but uh, I, I actually don't know. The Knicks. The Knicks. The Knicks are going to be oh. better. Yeah, I, they're, good. they're definitely going to be better. So that's eight teams. And now I think they'll be as good as the Hornets. I think the Hornets and Raptors are in the same level. And Pacers. Okay. Yeah. So they Hornets, have... Raptors, Pacers. So 11 seed. 11 seed is not bad. No, but they have a chance of making it. They're as good as them. They're not worse than them. That's true, I guess. Yeah, the Pacers have kind of just failed miserably <laughs> over the past five years. From Paul George to Victor Oladipo to nobody. And now they're just, like, sitting in, in nowhere. And the Charlotte Hornets, obviously, we talked about that. Lost by 68 to the Mavericks. Getting blown out in every in the preseason. I know. <laughs> so, I mean, the Raptors are kind of, they're kind of in that mix. They're definitely not a top eight team. Because there's no way they're worse than the Knicks or the Hawks. Which I think are probably closer to the bottom of the Eastern Conference. And... They're definitely better than the Pistons and the Magic and the Cavs. Actually, the Cavs might be better. The Cavs have Taco Fall now. The legend. The goat Taco what? Fall. Taco what? Fall is on the Cavs. Who? Oh, Taco Fall. I thought it something else. Okay. They said Taco Bell. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the goat. He, he, he might just go off. Uh, he's seven. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the Raptors are going to be like 10th, 10th, 9th. Something there. Yeah. But I don't think they can beat the Knicks to get in the playoffs. That's going to be hard. Unless Siakam has a breakout season. Never know. That's possible. But, I mean, Nick Nurse is a great coach, so they might might just pull something off. Yeah. So, we'll we'll definitely see. And speaking of, I guess, earlier we were talking about contracts, Mikhail Bridges just signed a four-year, $90 million deal with the Suns. So, what are your thoughts on that pretty big contract? Yeah, I think it's it's very good for the Suns. Last year, um, Mikhail or Michael, whatever, he had a great season, and he was one of the key players for the Suns. Obviously, they made the finals last year. So, I think that it's a great addition, and he's a great defender. He defended LeBron, I believe, well last year in the first round. Um, so, I think that it's great. Um, he can do a little bit of everything on the court. Like he's had games where he scored a lot, good defense, good defense a lot of the time. So I think that's great to, that he's back in Phoenix. I think yeah, I think it's totally worth it. He just does everything the Suns want him to do. He shoots the three well. Did it in the playoffs and even in the finals. He's a good. He defended LeBron. Some other players I don't exactly remember, um, but he he's been good. And it's great that he's getting the money that he finally deserves. I mean, the Sixers, they drafted him. His mom literally worked for the Sixers. And then the Sixers just traded him to the Suns anyway for uh, Zaire Smith. And I don't think Zaire Smith even plays in the NBA anymore. I think he's in, like, the G League or something. 
So the Sixers just missed out completely. And I, I'm just, I always am happy whenever, like, a player who just gets traded or disregarded by a team gets a lot, does really well. You know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't know his mom worked for the Sixers. That's kind of awkward. Yeah, they literally drafted him, and his mom was so happy, but then they just traded him. <laughs> <laughs> Another mistake the Sixers made on the, on the long list. Yeah. Well, everybody, I think that's everything that we have for you guys today. Obviously, it's been a while since we've actually done a podcast. We've been really busy. We were waiting until the beginning of the season to make the podcast, but there will be plenty of podcasts during the season, probably once every week or a couple of weeks. We'll be making a podcast. Um, so thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, everybody's watching on YouTube, so make sure to like and subscribe. Um, and with that being said, I will see you guys next time. Goodbye.